of self-discipline. You are not a leader if you are not self-disciplined. Now, self-discipline implies that there are other disciplines. In other words, discipline externally is considered other discipline. A leader doesn't need much discipline from the outside. They self-impose discipline on themselves. And that is what we call self-discipline. Now, the key to achieving your vision is discipline. And this scripture found in Proverbs 29, we read it early this week. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Blessed is the man who keeps the law. A little definition here of what that means. Where there is no vision, people throw off restraint. That's what that word perish means. It means to throw off self-control. In other words, where there is no revelation of the future, people throw off self-discipline. So the key to your life is finding a vision that imposes discipline on you. In essence, vision is the source of discipline. I'll explain discipline in a minute, what, what, what it means, how it works. Discipline is the root of leadership. It actually is the, the very nature that attracts people to you. A disciplined person naturally begins to attract people because people admire discipline in other people. Well, God bless you. Welcome to Prophetic Whispers. And that is the late, great Dr. Miles Monroe speaking about the discipline of vision. And many ideas float around out there. And just to kind of amplify this, they float around out there. But because many don't have discipline to fulfill it or to get it done, everything in life, okay, everything in life worthy Okay, worthy of praise or worthy of admiration takes discipline. You have to discipline it. And, you, know, you have to have discipline in it. And so we're going to be talking about today uh, the process of vision and the position of vision. The process and the pos position. Both of them take discipline. Discipline to stay in the process. Okay, and position to stay where you are placed, to understand that you are either in a position or positioning yourself in order for the vision to take place or to take root or to come into fruition in your life. So we're going to look at some of these principles and we're going to be looking at this, this idea of discipline, <laughs> the discipline it takes to fulfill vision. Okay, uh, if not, if you don't have the discipline to stick with it, you know, and to do the things that nobody likes to do, you know, and and really plug away at this, then it'll never get done. It'll stay a it'll stay what we call a Holy Ghost daydream. And so we're going to look at some aspects today of vision. We're going to look, uh, we're coming into 2021, 2020 again. It was the year where it was very difficult on our nation, on the church, on everybody, whether financial or some, you know, some through the pandemic sickness, you know, COVID and, and all the things that have happened. But 2020 prepares us for 2021, the tough year produce a tougher person. 
someone that is tenacious, someone that is going to reinvent ourselves, someone that is going to do things differently this year than we did in years before. We've learned some things. We've, we begin to understand things a lot better. So it requires us to dis- discipline ourselves, position ourselves, and stay in the proper positions. So we're going to be talking today about those aspects. Okay, the process and the position. Okay, the process and the position. The timing of vision. Okay, so we'll explain a few things about vision as we move through this uh, lesson to kind of help you to to move through this. I want to pick up a very, uh, very what I would call a um, kind of a famous uh, vision uh, verse. Okay, uh, which tells us uh, Habakkuk chapter two one and two says, "And I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart." And watch to see what he will say to me, and what I will answer when I am corrected. The just shall live by faith. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on the tablets, that he may run who reads it. For the vision is not yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Behold, the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. This is, this is what I would call the disciplines of vision. Okay, That even though it takes a while, do you have discipline to stay in the position? Now, Habakkuk writes here, and he says, I will stand my watch. That is a position, and that is an awareness and an alertness that they are where they are supposed to be. This is where God's going to speak to me. This is where I'm going to I'm going to receive instruction for the future. The vision, when it comes, it will not lie. Okay, but I have to have the discipline. I have to have the imposed discipline that I know why I'm here and I know what I am doing. Okay, and then he says, then says, write this down. So you're gonna have the have to have the discipline to write things down. Writing is a discipline. Okay, it's not something that it's not something that uh, that uh, that you just do automatically. Okay, in the sense of writing with purpose. Okay. Habakkuk says that God told him to write this thing down, that those that read it, because reading is a discipline, okay? Reading is a discipline. Writing is a discipline. This is one of the misnomers of everything, is that we think that that vision is just a download from heaven. No, it's not. It doesn't come that way. It's a perception of the heart. It's a preparation of the mind. It's It's a positioning of the body. That's what happens with vision, Vision doesn't come to to full understanding until you are completely positioned correctly through discipline. And so when you look at this, and he says, I will stand at my watch and set myself on a rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. And I love that too, the discipline to be corrected. Okay, do I have the humility to be corrected? Do I have the humility to say, yes, Lord, You're right and I'm wrong. You know what? I'm exchanging what I see and what I feel for what you see and how you want me to respond. Vision is not for everybody. Okay, it's not it's not for everybody because not everybody has the wants to be disciplined to hear and to see and to and to write and to read. Those are those are processes of visionaries. People that will take the time to read and write. 
take the time to listen and be corrected. That's part of vision. That's part of the visionary. It's part of becoming a visionary. Is being able to stay disciplined and stay in a position. Allow the process of time to cultivate the ideas of your heart so that you can see it and then begin to write it down clearly because vision is not just for you, it's for everyone. Okay, it's it, it's it's a it's an important pro, um, it's an important part of the process for you to understand that that vision is for everyone, not just you. It's for everyone. It's for the betterment of everyone. So let's look a little bit at vision. You know what is vision? What's well, the the faculty of sight or eyesight? That's you know probably one of the you know what do you see? What do you see? And that's one part. That's part of the prophetic language you know um you find it on the old testament um in in zechariah you know what do you see i see two lampstands you know and and he says while you see correctly now let me tell you what it means so seeing and understanding what it means interpretation uh intention is is all is an important part of vision Okay, that's a part. That's that's an important part of the prophetic to see and understand what you are seeing and translate it correctly. Daniel, Daniel saw a thing. You know, saw a thing in his vision. So sometimes you can't describe it. It remains a thing. You 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 know it. You saw it, but you can't describe it. The prophetic in the Old Testament is full of metaphorical language about people that saw something but couldn't describe it. But now we can as we have come into more of a prophetic clarity of time. Time reveals what those things actually meant. Okay, they wrote it. They didn't understand it. They described it, but they couldn't. They couldn't really put their minds and hearts around it. We can now because of the time we're living in. Okay, we see their vision. Okay, that's the power of Daniel. That's the power of the Ezekiel prophecies that we are seeing today in Daniel and in the book of Revelations and all those type of things. Those are all prophetic languages, but they are seen in time through disciplined people that wrote it down so others can read it and others can run with it. That's the process of vision. It's not just for you, but it's for everyone. Okay. The word, a secondary uh, definition of the word vision is, is something that is or has been seen. So you can't see something that, that is not. If it's not there, if it doesn't exist, you can't see it. Therefore, vision is, is the power of seeing into the invisible realm and seeing what wants to happen, to see what is really there for you. That's the power of vision. Vision causes you to see things that are there, there for you, there for the future, there for other people. So again, let's look at this vision. Okay, Vision at its core is a way of thinking, a process of dealing with current and future events. Okay, That's what vision does. Okay, Vision helps you see and help you process and deal with the current events and also the future events. Vision is not a knowledge is not a knowledge dump, but God reveals slowly and progressively as time moves on. As you discipline yourself, the the what I would call the imprints or the promptings of your heart get definition through time. This is what that means. Oh, you add that piece to a puzzle. Okay, vision will require by its nature, by by its nature will prompt questions and exploration. That's part of the que- That's part of the process of vision. It brings you to ask 
ask questions. What does this mean? How does this impact us? Why did this happen? Lord, what are you saying to us? Those are the visionary questions that begin to get answered through discipline, to staying with the process, to staying in position, to not getting moved off what God has called you to do. Okay, that's important in the process of vision. Okay, don't abort the vision because you refuse to ask a question. What does this mean? Don't say why did it happen, but what did it, that, what does this mean to me now that this has happened? Okay, not why did it happen, but what does this mean to me? Again, because vision requires you to interpret current events for futuristic purposes. Okay, vision is the perspective that will permit an individual or, or an organization to exploit untapped opportunities. So the visionary or the vision will, will give you insight into unlocking opportunities. Things that were not possible are now possible because you asked the right questions, because you stayed in the process. You were disciplined enough to write things down and allow time and allow the Spirit of God to unfold them to you. Okay, Vision is a clear mental picture of a per preferable future. So you see something that wants to happen. You see a better future and you begin to discipline and disciple yourself okay, towards that goal because you can't make it without discipline. You're going to have to stay the task. You're going to have to stay in the process. You're going to have to stay in the position. And I'm going to show this to you in, one, in, in a few more minutes, but I'm just running these things down for you. Okay, because vision will cause you to wait. Most people don't like to wait. Okay, most people do not like to wait. They, they want everything to happen really quick and really fast. And you know what? Vision requires you to wait. That's what Habakkuk says. Though it tarries, it will not lie. Okay, because vision, vision requires you to wait. If you don't like waiting, then you don't like vision. Okay. You don't like vision if you don't like waiting, vice versa, okay? Because vision is given to those that have the ability to wait. And so as you're waiting, okay, as you're waiting, because time, the discipline to stay in the position, the, the discipline to stay in the process, the discipline to begin to write things down, ask questions, you know, allow the ideas or the ideating, okay, the process of dealing with your ideas because of these things, um, it's going to be, it's necessary and it's part of the waiting process, okay. As you begin to cast it, it, you cast only what has been ideated or thought out or written down because you want other people to grasp it, okay, that's vision, that's what vision does, it drives you into disciplines, so that way you can write it clearly for others. Okay, don't you know? Don't just don't just you know um, keep it to yourself. You're gonna have to share it. You're gonna have to talk about it. It's for others. It's a preferable future for others. That's the importance of vision. Okay, this is this is um, something that that we 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 kind of lack in our instant microwave Christianity that we do have is that we want it yesterday and we want to throw it in the oven for 30 seconds and then it comes out when God deals in generations and he deals in and he deals in you know sudden moments and generation and it gets kind of confusing because you know we we want the chronos and the the chronos and the um 
and the uh, Kairos moments where God steps into our time suddenly. But when that happens, that's glorious. But when it doesn't, you're in a process. You're in a process of learning to see. You know, every believer should be developing vision. Where are you going? What are you doing? Um, what has God called you to do? And cultivate those type of um, discussions between you and the Lord. So again, Habakkuk gives us a blueprint of writing things down so that others may read it, may run with it. Now again, because vision is for future. Vision always has legacy attached to it. Amen. So we have to, we as visionaries, we have to start saying, what are we building for the future? Not just for the now, not just but we are building a preferable future that those that get involved with it, those that find it, those people will take it and they will run it and extend it. Okay. Amplify it, make it bigger, make it greater. Okay. So we have to stay in this process. Okay. And in the position, you know, as Habakkuk says, you know, I was at my rampart. I was going to stay. I was going to stay locked in to the covering that I'm under. I was going to stay there. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to watchman. I know what my assignment is. I'm going to oversee some things. Okay. He was a watchman. Okay. On the wall. Okay. He wasn't going to move his position. No matter how long it took, he was going to see this vision being done. Amen. So again, let's look a little bit deeper at this. Okay. Uh, vision is the force that changes the future. Vision is the force that changes the future. So again, we don't want to get caught up with so temporal, just looking at the now, okay? Just looking at the now. But we have to look towards the future, okay? We have to build the future. In fact, we have to allow God and His intentions for our lives to be unfolded to us. And it takes meditation. It takes slowing things down to hear the voice of God takes separating ourselves. It's the discipline to know God and know His will and His plan for us so that we can begin to see what God really wants to happen in our lives. Watch this, okay? I love this um, 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41 through 48. It's, I believe it's 41 through, uh, yeah, 48, uh, 45, I'm sorry. Uh, and it's Elijah, Okay, it's the great, powerful prophet Elijah, and he and he gives you a process here. Again, you see the discipline, okay, but you also see the visionary. You also see that he senses. He uses his senses. He uses he uses what he smells, what he what he hears, okay. He he what he knows to be true, okay. That's coming. Watch this. It says, Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go up and eat and drink, for there is the sound of an abundance of rain. Okay, so again, Elijah began to hear something that no one else heard and no one else saw. Elijah begins to hear something. That's important. That's what the visionary does. It starts with the whisper from God's word. It starts with 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 the scripture. It starts with a possibility, a voice come to you that, that says, you can do this, or I want you to do this. I want this to happen. Okay. Again, part of, of the visions from God is that God wants something to happen in your lifetime for this generation, for the people that you are involved in, okay? This is, this, this is very um, um, 
uh, interesting to take a look at. So here you have Elijah. Elijah said, Ahab, go eat and drink, for there is a sound of an abundance of rain. There's a sound of an abundance of rain. No one else heard it. No one else. However, the visionary will hear a sound in his spirit. He'll hear a sound in his mind, his soul. All of a sudden, he begins to discipline himself. Listen to the discipline, okay? Because don't forget, in Habakkuk, you had discipline. You had discipline shown, discipline to write it down, discipline to read for those that would read it, discipline to stay on the tower in the rampart, discipline discipline to, to be corrected, discipline for all these aspects and processes to stay in the vision and see the vision through. Watch what happens to Elijah, okay? So, Eli, so Ahab went to eat and drink, and Elijah went to the top of the mountain. It's discipline to climb a mountain. It's difficult to climb mountains. Okay, and I went to Mount Carmel. I was there. It's not that big of a mountain. You know, the, most of the Jerusalem mountains are not mountains like we have them here in California or, or the Rockies or, or, or anything. They're more hills than they are mountains, but they're called mountains there because they're elevated. Okay, they're not much. They're not... Too, too big, but they are, but you can see where you can, your calves will burn if you climb them, okay? So Elijah takes the discipline to climb Mount Carmel, okay? To the top of Mount Carmel, not to the middle, but to the top. That's important because you must position yourself to the exact spot. There is exact spot. The top is where God owes the high places in the Old Testament. You know, Elijah went to high places, the highest place Elijah could go, he went. He went all the way to the top. We need to push ourselves as leaders and visionaries to get to the ultimate position, okay? Not halfway up the mountain, not halfway living right, not halfway doing things right, but all the way to the top, okay? That's what Psalm says, who can ascend Who can ascend to the holy mountain of God except him with the clean hands and a pure heart? We have to get up to the entire mountain of God. We must get there. Okay, we must get to the position to where, where ultimate, ultimate discipline brings us to ultimate manifestation, ultimate vision, ultimate sight. Okay, the higher you go, the more you can see. Okay, the higher you go, the more you can see. It's beautiful to get to the heights of a mountain. You can look out and you, how much more can you see? But when you're at the foot of the mountain, you can't see nothing but the foot of the mountain. You heard that statement, you're too close to the forest to see the tree. You're too close to the trees to see the forest. However that goes, I may have messed that up, but you get the picture. Okay, watch this. So Ahab went to to drink, eat and drink. Elijah went to the top of Mount Carmel. Then he bowed down to the ground. Again, that's posture and position. That's humility because you know it's greater than you. You know where your answers come from. Okay, it doesn't come from your great intellect. It doesn't come, it comes from God. This, this is where it begins to come together. What you hear in your spirit is cultivated by your posture and your positioning. He went down in a kneeling position. Okay, he bowed down to the ground and it put his face between his knees. And again, some say that this was the birthing position. This is how the birthed the babies. Okay, he was in, he was birthing what he saw. The vision was being birthed. Okay, he was in the posture of humility. He was, he was bent with his face between his knees and, he, and said to his servant, okay, he said to his servant, go up now, look towards the sea. 
So he went up and he looked and he said, there's nothing there. Okay, there is nothing. Now, this happened seven times. Now, again, there's prophetic, you know, the number of completion, the number, you know, the number seven, you know, uh, the number eight is, the, is, is grace. However, however, on the seventh time, the discipline to keep doing the routines, the routines. No, keep going because I know what I heard. See, vision is persistence. Vision is staying consistent, but it rests on the shoulders of discipline that I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay doing what I know. I'm going to stay in the position that I'm in because what what I see on my knees is really coming. Is getting closer. I hear the sound. Okay, this is important. Okay, because when you're a visionary, when you are hearing things different from any other person, you have to pray. Why? Why do you stay in your position until you have to stay there until they see it also, however long it takes. That's the process because when it comes, it will not lie. When it comes, it will not lie. Here you have Elijah's servant. Okay. He goes out there six times and got, and then he sends him a seventh time. Okay. He goes, (laughs) so he went there and looked and he said, there's nothing. And seven times he says, go again. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, There is a cloud as small as the hand, as the man's hand, rising out of the sea. So he said, Go up, say to Ahab, prepare for your chariots, and go down before the rain stops you. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black and the clouds and the winds. And okay, we know the story. We know the story. But what's important here? What Elijah saw on the inside, the vision. The cloud, the man's hand. No one else could see but him. But he had the discipline to stay in position and to stay in process, regardless of what they saw or didn't see. It was up to him. So if you are looking for 2021, this year, to be a great year, it's going to start with what you hear. It's going to start with what you know and how you position yourself and how disciplined you are to what you've heard and where you're at. So again, 2021 is going to be a great year for vision. It's going to be a great year for God to show himself great in our midst with new things, new churches, new places, new people, new jobs, new businesses. It's coming back, folks. But it's going to take the person that's going to stay in hope, stay in the process, discipline to what you heard, in the right positions, in the right posture, regardless of who sees it or who doesn't see it. Stay in the stay in the process. Be disciplined. Write it down. Not for you, because you already heard it, but write it down clearly for them. And then when they read it, they can run. Because remember, always remember, my vision is not for me. It's for them. Elijah, Elijah saw the cloud of hand, the cloud. He saw the rain. He heard the rain. No one else did. But the rain was really for Israel. So your vision is not just for you. It's really for the generations to come. Well, God bless you. I pray that you enjoyed this little little discussion on um, vision, casting vision, being disciplined in vision. 
and expect a powerful 2021. Believe God. Be disciplined. Hear from God. And develop the voice that's speaking to you. In Jesus' name. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.